Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world as we broadcast on the Fringe FM, fringe.fm and the Fringe FM app. Also on TalkStream Live and the Paranormal Radio app, both of which you can download for free. If you check out our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, you will find a full stocked archive of previous broadcasts, all of our shows in the archive to download and stream at thesecretteachings.info, including this week's shows, Camelot's Democles, A Magic Bullet and Ritual, our Kennedy Anniversary Show, and our show last night called Organized Chaos. That is in the archive as well on the website. If you'd like to become a subscriber, just go to the website, click on the subscribe button. You'll see two options to subscribe. You can make a one-time PayPal donation with card, Visa, Master, Discovery, American Express. It accepts all of them. Or you can simply click on one of the subscribe buttons that has a preset amount for weekly subscriptions, monthly subscriptions, or yearly subscriptions. Those subscriptions will give you access to the full show archive. If you donate just one time, I'll create an account for you. You get access to the show archive, the montage archive, and an archive of my digital books, including my three published books, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy. Or you can go over to Patreon, check us out over there with behind-the-scenes content. You'll also see an archive bundle option there on Patreon, something that listeners have requested so that you can subscribe to the show and get access to behind-the-scenes all in one place, one payment, and consolidated into a much simpler-to-access website. So these are the ways that you can support the show. Tonight, I want to let you know because tomorrow is Thanksgiving, or I guess technically this morning is Thanksgiving, a federal holiday here in the United States. Other countries have various versions of Thanksgiving, and the idea of giving thanks goes back a lot longer than the last 100 or 200 years, of course. But, you know, I wanted to let you know that I've got a bunch of books in my studio, and I'm trying to get rid of them because I would like to have a little bit of extra space for when I move next week. First week of December, I'm finally going to get to move out to Arizona. That is partly because of listeners like you who donated outright to our Escape from New York fundraiser. It is still active until we move. We made about 60 or so percent of what we needed to make. So we made about 600 of of $1,000, and I am beyond 
honored and humbled and blessed that you find this show to be so worthy of your hard-earned money that you'll donate to our fundraiser, even if you already have a book or a subscription. So I want to thank you for that. Something I want to do tonight, though, is I want to put the Food Philosophy book, and this will be good until the 1st of December. I want to put the Food Philosophy book on a major sale because I ordered a ton of these things, and uh, I've just got too many to take with me. So they're usually $20 with free shipping, and I'm going to put them on sale tonight. You're going to be able to get a copy of one of these books, free shipping for $12, just $12. And by the time I pay for the cost of the book and the shipping, which has just gone up, uh, I'm making virtually no money on this. So Food Philosophy, it is a massive, massive book, over 300 pages, disease theory, geoengineering, food coloring, pet food, food corporations, you name it. It's in that book. It's a big book, $12, just $12 until December 1st, 2021, and that's with free shipping. So check that out. Buy a couple for friends or family. It makes a good gift. I also have the other books available as well. www.thesecretteachings.info I have to say that uh, tonight's promo is one of my favorite promos. I woke up earlier this morning, and uh, we were supposed to go for a walk with uh, one of my fiancé's friends. Uh, She has uh, a new baby, we were going to go take a walk with her, and uh, she ended up canceling. So I was already sitting at the computer. I got up really early, and I started making a promo, and I, I, I'm i really happy with how it turned out. I'm really, I, I really liked tonight's promo. It's one of those promos where, you know, I was inspired. I just thought of a name. I put the name down on a piece of paper late last night, and then I got up. I started to make the promo, and I already had an idea for the show, of course, and then the promo inspired me even more to uh, to put the show together. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm basically laying in bed last night, and I'm thinking about a pair of Thanksgiving shows to do. I, I thought, you know, I'd like to do not just one Thanksgiving show like we normally do, but let's, let's do two Thanksgiving shows. Let's do two uh, different types of Thanksgiving shows. You know, I always love doing the holiday show or the holy day shows. And although Thanksgiving isn't a traditional holiday or traditional holy day, I should say, it is still a holiday. It's a holiday that millions of Americans celebrate, uh, you know, despite the fact that, you know, a, a lot of people think that other countries don't celebrate it. You know, other countries do celebrate Thanksgiving. They have their own versions of giving thanks, a, a concept just combining the words, you know, thanks and giving or giving thanks. You know, we're just giving thanks for uh, an abundance. It's, you know, like Jesus's last supper, the archetype of that. We're having a feast, an abundance, a celebration. And, and, you know, I was thinking of show names and topic ideas, and I came up with, uh, you know, typical images of Thanksgiving in my mind. I was laying there in bed and I was thinking, okay, cornucopia, cranberry sauce, gravy, uh, Lady Fortune, who carries the cornucopia, Lady Fortuna, the goddess, and, uh, of course, turkey. And I thought, turkey, how can I come up with a name that revolves around turkey and, you know, maybe other Thanksgiving-related things like cornucopia? I thought birds and chickens, and I thought, wait a minute, chickens and robot chicken. I thought, how about robot turkey? And then I started to think about a subtitle, and I wanted something with the cornucopia, and I thought that, We could relate it to the robot turkey because of what I wanted to talk about tonight, and that is the transition of man 
discovering agriculture and being close to his food to processed foods after World War II to now where we are, where we just have foods delivered, pre-packaged, pre-prepared, and we don't even necessarily need a human to do it because drones will eventually do it for us. We're, we're so disconnected from land, so disconnected from food. So I thought, well, uh, what would be a cornucopia uh, of, of technology? And I thought, well, how about robot turkey cornucopia of silicone? And, and that's kind of how I came up with tonight's show idea. And what got me started on all of this is that I've, I've begun to pack up the studio in preparation to move. And I found an old article from a grocery store magazine back in June of this year, 2021, a magazine that I had, uh, you know, I had seen at this part-time job I worked at a, at a cooperative grocery store. For those of you who, who don't know that, I used to work at a, an organic, mostly organic co-op grocery store in uh, Rochester, New York. And uh, I've since switched to just doing radio full time. Again, that's thanks to all of you who support this show. The more you support us, the more we can do this in a uh, you know in a, in a way that will allow more interaction from you as listeners. Uh, the article that I was reading was about a, a grocery store, uh, Kroger. So it's a pretty good grocery store, and how they're utilizing drones to deliver groceries. Now they're not doing it everywhere. They've just tested this. Under a partnership with Drone Express, Kroger plans to deliver products to street addresses as well as bringing food directly to your park picnic or delivering sunscreen to your beach day. Or maybe they're going to bring condiments by drone directly to your backyard barbecue. A Kroger tested this autonomous delivery system in 2021 following a 2018 test of self-driving vehicles that would deliver food from a grocery store. And recently we've seen Domino's promoting a pizza delivery service in a similar way with autonomous vehicles. I thought it was a joke at first, but I guess they're serious. Uh, And, you know, just to get the older generation on board, you know, older people that are like, "I, I don't want to deal with these fancy cell phones, you know, I'll get the AARP one, you know, or the, what's the, um, What's like the, the, the senior phones, like the senior phones, the AARP, the ones with the big numbers. I mean, those are the ones that I like personally. I'd, I'd rather have something like that. Uh, but, you know, they're trying to get the older generation on board with the new technology. So th- they brought back Avoid the Noid, you know, which was a, a, a very old Domino's advertisement that, you know, a lot of older people, older than me, uh, will obviously remember and maybe I'm guessing Domino's is thinking, well, if we bring back the Noid, then they'll try to avoid the Noid and they'll instead not avoid the autonomous vehicles and the new technologies that are going to deliver this food using machines and, you know, drones. So I'm guessing that's what Domino's was thinking. They'll avoid the Noid and not the new technology. It's not just Domino's, though, and it's not just Kroger. In 2019, Boston Dynamics deployed their Spot Mini robotic dog in a demonstration of package delivery. Of course, robotic dogs with Ghost Robotics and Boston Dynamics have been utilized to patrol the perimeter of military bases, even going so far as to equip the robotic dogs with a sniper rifle. Couldn't have seen that one coming although I wrote about it in my uh, book, The Technological Elixir, 
long before it happened. Now there's an updated section in that book with that new information on it. That sniper rifle was put on the dog's back, by the way, in 2021, just a few months ago. Now, nobody can really compete, though, with Amazon when it comes to package delivery, when it comes to new technologies. You know, Boston Dynamics is is able to compete, but Boston Dynamics isn't like, you know, it's not Domino's. It's not Kroger. You know, it's, it's, it's Boston Dynamics and DARPA. I mean, ultimately, Amazon works with, you know, these, these groups and these agencies, but, you know, Amazon is more of a, of a, of a big company. And uh, some of you might remember, I do because I did a show on it. In 2016, Amazon received a patent for a floating warehouse. It would basically be like one giant drone, but it would be a warehouse, kind of like the mothership in Independence Day. And then all the little tiny ships come out from that ship. And that's what would happen. This floating warehouse would be flying about 45,000 feet in the air. And then these little tiny drones would come out of it. And they would take packages and deliver them to your front door. Amazon called it an airborne fulfillment system. An airborne fulfillment system. The company also has the Amazon Fresh store that is about to open soon. It's a facility where there are no lines, no cashiers, and apparently no concern for the loss of society or humanity. The facility is an expansion of uh, you know that Amazon Go test store that was opened in 2020. And I remember that many years ago, Amazon was talking about having a store where they had no cashiers, they had no lines because everything was basically chipped and your card was linked to their system, and you have an ID linked to their system. So you go to the store, you put whatever you want in the cart, and then you just walk out the door. And the system automatically scans all those devices, you know, all those little tiny chips. They said chips. I'm not sure what they're using. It's not necessarily like, you know, an RFID chip per se, but they're using some kind of technology like this, and it just scans everything automatically, and then you get charged and then you go to your car and you put your stuff in and then you, you know, you lose a little bit of your, your, your humanity in the process. But it's okay because it's convenient, right? I don't think that's convenient because, you know, every time you, every time you go to the store and you buy a bunch of groceries and you don't check your receipt or you don't check the prices, you're probably getting ripped off. And it's not even necessarily intentional. You know, systems malfunction, things don't update. So you might have paid an extra 50 cents for that can of Cranberry sauce, not a big deal, right? 50 cents, you're in a rush. But if you do that every time you go to the grocery store, that adds up a lot. And if you're going to a, a billion-dollar company like Amazon and you're paying a dollar extra here, a dollar extra there, and you don't think it's worth fighting with a human to get that dollar back, it certainly isn't going to be worth fighting with an artificially intelligent system that's artificially intelligent so it can't make a mistake in order to get your money back. And when you're charged automatically for everything, good luck checking your receipt and dealing with customer service. I, I, well, what is their customer service, by the way, at these Amazon Fresh or Amazon Go stores? Is it just like one of those Japanese robots, the white ones that just kind of move, you know, eerily from side to side, up and down? Thank you for your business. Would you like to order another cheeseburger? You know, is it something like that? Like, what am I supposed to do? Go up to that robot and be like, uh, yeah, um, uh, I just checked out and 
and you know it's not registering so it's like can i help you halfway through my you know my spiel like yes you can help me i just checked out here automatically and it charged me uh, a dollar extra for you know this bag of green beans sorry sir that is the correct price yeah, you know, but hold on a second, though. Can I help? You know, yes, you can help me. I, but the green beans were two ninety nine. This thing charged me three ninety nine. I've got a picture of the sign. And, and I mean, does, can you have a? Do you have another robot, a human, to come back and look at the sign for me? Sorry, sir, I am the only machine on duty. Can I get my dollar back? Sorry, sir, we do not make mistakes. But the sign says two ninety nine. Now I'm the person who will stand there and I will fight with that robot. I'm also the kind of person who wouldn't shop at that store, you know, to begin with. But this is the new world. Amazon has gone so far with their technology that in 2014, they proposed using algorithms and behavior patterns to ship you packages before you buy them. We talked about that on The Secret Teachings over seven years ago. And what all of this does is intentionally or not, a lot of it is absolutely intentional. Intentionally or not, it separates us from each other. It separates humans from social interaction. And it separates us in the theme of Thanksgiving from our food. You know, the social distancing, the facial coverings, and the fear of other people can be justifiably enforced in a permanent fashion with grocery stores that have no cashiers or staff, just robots and a different kind of chip. Sure, they probably got Lay's and Doritos they probably got their lighter fluid chips and, you know, their high fructose corn syrup chips and their aspartame chips and their red and yellow and green dyed chips. But this is a store that has a different kind of chip. It's called a microchip. And that's how everything is scanned. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a cons- consumer report kind of a guy. You know, I like to find places that treat the customer right that have good business practice and then support them because that's true capitalism and that's what builds a better community and that's what builds wealth. I don't like supporting businesses that don't care about me, don't care about their customers, don't care about their employees, and uh, you know don't, don't care about the products that they have. And, and I certainly wouldn't want to shop at a business that's run by robots. You know, I, I just want to know how, seriously, that's my one big concern if I were shopping here. How do I get my money back when I'm ripped off? Because I'm ripped off you know, virtually everywhere I go. And, and it's a temporary ripoff because I usually recognize the ripoff before I pay for it. You know, but most people don't. In fact, I've been having some trouble with my phone service and I'm, I'm, about, I'm, I'm trying to switch to something that's more like, you know, the AARP, the older people phone, but I've got AT&T. It's horrible. And they lied to me. Long story. No need to really, you know, explain it on air. And they lied to me about the price. They charged me more. I talked to the loyalty department. They give me $120 in credit for the overcharge that they were going to charge me for the year. So they canceled it out. But it's been three months and they never applied the credit. And I've called, you know, every two weeks because they keep sending me bills that are, you know, overdue bill. And then I call and they say, well, don't pay that bill. The credit will remove that. And then I don't pay it. Then they shut my service off twice so some of you aren't getting texts from me. My phone's been shut off twice because of this damn phone company, AT&T. And then when I finally get it back on, they're like, yeah, it'll be fine till the next bill. I get the next bill. The next bill's like tripled. Plus there's fines and fees on it because, you know, I had to reinstate the service and I haven't paid any of that. 
So I keep calling them, and, and, and then they canceled my service a second time. And then they just sent me a notice. They're supposed to cancel my service tomorrow on Thanksgiving unless I pay them $120, which instead of giving me that as a credit, they debited it to my account. I mean, it, it can't be unintentional. It has to be intentional in some way, and it has to be unintentional in other ways. But, you know, with, with the way these machines and algorithms work and their computer systems work, but these companies, they, they manufacture and plan that. And, 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 and just... Just the nature of this this idea of, of dealing with machines, with our food, it's like I, I called uh, to resolve this problem again on Monday because I didn't want my service shut off on Thanksgiving, and I got to the loyalty department. The first lady was really nice. She transferred me to loyalty, and then the guy was kind of like, you know, he was kind of like a prick to me. He, he looked at my, my account and all the stuff that, uh, you know, had gone wrong, and uh, after we had talked about all the, the billing errors and issues, he's like, well, would you like to sign up for, you know, paperless billing and auto pay? And I said, would you want to sign up if you've if you if I would have had auto pay, I, I would have been charged hundreds and hundreds of dollars and never have gotten that money back. And I mean, that's still when I'm dealing with a human being and a computer system. What happens when I'm only dealing with the computer system? I'm concerned. How am I going to get my money back? How am I not going to get ripped off? I mean, those are things that I'm thinking about, but all of this is really just part of a great leap forward reset, a fundamental transformation of society conducted in an artificial environment, planned and organized with every single detail, focusing the stream of development into a reserve of societal and cultural control. That's what this is all about. And the robot turkey is at the center. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Check us out at thesecretteachings.info. Email us rdgable at yahoo.com. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. After years and years of research, I compiled most of the important components of what I learned into three books. Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana. And by happenstance, those books turned into a trilogy that can be, but doesn't need to be, read in order. Food Philosophy explores the nature of what it means to be healthy, while examining the ways in which the public is deceived about their food and water. It also explores disease theories and why astronomical events like comets may be more responsible for illnesses than pathogens. It concludes with a look at geoengineering. The Technological Elixir picks up where the food book leaves off. It explores technology with its benefits and dangers looking at smart tech, 
the Internet of Things, advanced robotics and quantum computers. The text takes us to the mark of the beast, magic, and the music industry, focusing heavily on material death cults and pacts with the devil, and of course black goo. It concludes with an analysis of UFO cults and an otherworldly or dimensional presence influencing mankind through technology. Occult Arcana is truly standalone as an encyclopedia of occult knowledge, covering theology, science, and mythology, symbolism, ritualism, and magic, voodoo, witchcraft, talismans, nursery rhymes, alchemy, and more. Occult Arcana ties it all together. All three books are available in digital form, and they are autographed, if you'd like, in paperback. Just visit thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews and buy yourself a copy or two today. Whether for yourself, family, or friends, they make a wonderful gift for the holidays, something that we explore in detail in the Occult Arcana book. Again, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana are my books. I hope you get a copy and support the show today. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. You know, whether it's robot dogs delivering packages or it's Domino's automated delivery service or maybe it's Amazon's floating 45,000 feet above the ground warehouse or their fresh store or their go store where there aren't any humans, there's no cashiers, there's no lines. It's also no concern for the loss of society, the loss of humanity, etc. But, you know, when you look at these things... You think, what exactly is the future going to hold? Are we really going to have robotic dogs wandering down the street delivering packages? Or are those dogs going to be used for things like military? Using the military dogs to patrol bases or using the dogs to putting weapons on their back, using them to shoot the bad guys. They've already put a sniper rifle officially on one of the spot many like dogs other company ghost robotics working on that so they can deliver us packages or we go to amazon and we go to these stores and you just check out by walking out of the store with all the items and it scans everything and good luck getting your money back if you want to return or good luck getting your money back if they rip you off on something that probably isn't going to happen i mean the the, the humanity of even 
human customer service has been so drastically limited and eliminated that it, it virtually doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it's obviously a surprising thing to any of us when we uh, interact with a company or a person who helps us out. And when they do help us out, like I just got a truck rental to move uh, to Arizona next week. And, you know, I had had U-Haul and they were charging like uh, what I assumed they were going to be charging. But then I called a, a Penske rental and this guy offers like $500 less, like substantially less and even though it was the official Penske number and I got the confirmation from the official Penske website, Hope and I looked at each other and we just thought, like, was that a scam? <laughs> you know, it's so hard. And even that was probably a bad deal, like considering what it, what it should have cost. But it's like, is that is that really where we're at? You get a good deal. Someone treats you nicely and we're more suspicious of that than we are of someone who is actively engaged in ripping us off. I mean, that's that's what it feels like. And, you know, companies like Amazon, there's supposed to be some big Black Friday customer or rather worker walkout that'll affect customers, you know, warehouses and, you know, shipping and buying things on Amazon. Uh, because they want better wages and tax accountability. They're like, we want you to pay us more, and we want you to pay more taxes and reduce your carbon footprint. And I mean, hey, Amazon's sponsoring that climate pledge arena. They've pledged they care about the climate, you know. So I, I, I don't really care about, you know, Amazon and what probably is, a, is an Amazon-sponsored stunt, uh, an employee walkout. But, you know, companies like Amazon, they, they don't even need humans. They've got robots that are slowly replacing humans. So you can keep demanding that you get better wages. It's not because of anything economical necessarily. It's because you have companies like Amazon that are run by people that are not capitalists and people that don't care about the community. They don't care about the environment. It doesn't matter how much money they put into Climate Pledge Arena. People that don't care about anything except themselves and the bottom line. They care about their investors. They care about their own pockets. That's not capitalism, first of all. And second of all, Amazon, you know, doesn't have uh, any incentive to pay their employees more, except to put those advertisements up that say, look, we pay $15 an hour in a place like Seattle where you can barely survive if you made $25 an hour because the prices are so inflated. So it's all just a big corporate, you know, circle jerk is, is what it is. Uh, big banking, big corporate, big government, uh, non-elected officials uh, of some de facto world government just, just, you know, just sitting in a circle rubbing each other's backs. And they don't, get, they don't care about the environment. They don't care about the climate. They don't care about you. They don't care about the prices of food during Thanksgiving or the prices of gas and whether you can you need to fly to see your relatives or they don't care about any of that. They care about their own pockets, which translates to more control. And all of this, including Amazon's desire to ship you packages before you order them, which is, it sounds insane, but all they're doing is using algorithms. They're using AI. They're using pattern recognition, behavior tracking. They're, they're watching your eyes when you look at the screen. Microsoft is doing this with Xbox, too, so they can advertise better to you. And they see where your eyes spent the most time focused, and then they can say, well, 
you were really focused on Uncharted 3, so here's an advertisement 10% off Uncharted. Or you really focused on that Domino's Pizza ad, so here's 5% off. Click now to order, and then we'll have it delivered with an autonomous vehicle being chased by a Noid, you know? Which is what the new commercials are. And the old people that knew the Noid are supposed to think, well, I, I, I don't want to be near the Noid. I'm supposed to avoid the Noid. That's a fun advertising gimmick. So I guess I'm okay with the autonomous vehicle now. It's all just distraction. It's all just a, a, a form of magic, stage magic, misdirection. And it's like what we talked about last night. It's organized chaos. It's the, it's the, the, the formulating of your tastes, the molding of your mind, and the suggestibility of your own ideas and thoughts that aren't really yours, just like Edward Bernays wrote in, in the book Propaganda. I mean, all of this is part of the Great Leap Forward Reset. It's a fundamental transformation of society conducted in an artificial environment. It's planned and it's organized with every single detail focusing the stream of development into a reserve of control. But it's not just the social interaction that we lose. It's not just the, 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 the niceties and the customer service when it's good. It's, it's humanity. It's the connection with the very energy that some are trying to reserve to serve themselves. So few of us have any clue where our food comes from. So few of us have any clue where the resources for the products we buy come from. I mean, so few of us are, are even aware that the things we consume aren't even by definition food. You know, we might not have robotic dogs and floating warehouses from Amazon and automated package delivery before you buy it, assumed through thought patterns and algorithms. We might not have any of this as part of our daily lives tomorrow or next week or next, you know, next Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving after. But the process of eliminating the human element is well underway. Whether you order a pizza, go grocery shopping, or need an online you know, store to buy products, maybe you're looking for a, an electric turkey cutter because the manual just doesn't cut it anymore, no pun intended. The soul has been replaced by an abundance or a cornucopia of silicone. You know, sure, at the moment, humans are still pulling most of the levers and pushing most of the buttons, as well as participating in the transformation of society with the belief that every new gadget is just a fun toy, a fun new little gizmo to play with. It makes life easier. It makes it more convenient. Do you know what all these gadgets and gizmos are? They're the parents giving the kid the fake steering wheel. They're the parents that are like, okay, Timmy, you're making way too much noise. I've got a hangover. Play with this toy. Go watch TV. Because Timmy is annoying, right? You're annoying. I'm annoying. We're all annoying to those who believe that they deserve to inherit the entire planet. And... uh Everything, every resource, every ounce of consciousness and energy, they deserve that. They deserve, they own that. They control that. They, they've been given the divine right to rule by the gods. So when we're making too much noise, they're like, here's a new gadget, here's a new gizmo, here's a new screen, here's a new black mirror. Shut up. Go watch that. I've got a hangover. I've been dealing with important things, okay? World conquest, world domination. Genetic engineering, geoengineering, opening portals to summon entities that give me more power, 
in exchange for my soul. I don't have time to deal with your petty childlike problems of paying your power bill, okay? Or making sure you have a turkey on the table. Go play with the new iPhone and shut up. Watch some football and shut up. You're lucky we give you that, okay? You know, most people think that technology works for us. But does it? Does technology really work for you? Or do you work for technology? Because it seems like most of us work for technology now. Even if a calculator does a a few simple mathematical equations for us, we're in effect still working for technology. We've way, way, way crossed that line in the sand. We have gone so far beyond that line that we we can't see that line in in the distant rear view in the rear view mirror in the distant anymore you know and we have we have uh we've uh, crossed the rubicon as they say we, we there's there's no uh, there's no going back now and and the contemporary progress of this this technological uh, replacement uh what i call it technological elixir like my book the technological elixir invoking ai transhumanism and black goo it's available at the secretteachings.info that's the only place it's available by the way uh, but you do get a free physical copy when you go to patreon and subscribe up for the uh, subscription bundle or you get a free copy when you subscribe on our website at the secretteachings.info but you know this this technological replacement of organic reality is is not you know uh, just just in the minor example of package delivery or food delivery by drone it, you know, it's in the way that we already shop, the way that we shop online, and the way that we have uh, instant grocery shopping where others do the work for us. If you don't like a human shopping for you, you can still have boxes of food delivered through services like Misfits or have prepackaged meals delivered like services such as Blue Apron. And certainly these types of technologies, jobs, services, etc., are beneficial to those who aren't able to get out of the house or those who are running short on time, but... That's the thing that seems to be one of the greatest fallacies about technology. I have a book called Food Philosophy, and in that book I talk about how after World War II, you know, various forms of preservation technology led to more canned food, more microwavable uh, dinners, or more you know, prepared dinners that turned into microwavable dinners. And, and they were sold on this idea that cooking was a hassle. And by having these pre-prepared foods, yippee, people could spend more time with their families. Now, in an advertisement, that sounds like a logical conclusion. Spend more time with your family. Purchase a Kids Cuisine TV dinner today. It'll make mom and junior very happy. And they smile. It goes, ding. Right? It's all Pavlovian. It's psychology. It's Edward Bernays. It's Macy's Department Store. It's Madison Avenue. It's the white lab coat. It's all psychological manipulation and molding the mind. And it sounds good in an advertisement, but despite that, the reality is it's just an emotion. That's all that it is. An emotion is the only thing that has been concluded. Not a logical conclusion, an emotional conclusion. Oh, mom can spend more time with us. Oh, my wife can spend more time. Let's get the new microwave. Let's get the new TV dinners. And that'll make it easier so we don't have to make things from scratch. We don't have to go out and get all the ingredients. This will just make, you know, life easier. We don't, we don't have to really do anything else. And, 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 and it's like, you know, on the surface, who can blame people? There's too much to do on a daily basis. For me, there's too much to do. And, you know, even last night, 
I, I got, I got done with a lot of my stuff during the day. And I, I mean, I got to like 7 PM and I realized I hadn't even eaten yet. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of stuff to do with, uh, you know, signing a lease contract and all that for my new, uh, place in Arizona. It was like seven o'clock. I didn't even eat yet. I mean, and I, and I wanted to just be like, well, let's, you know, I wish I could just go to, you know, someplace and grab a sandwich, but I ended up making a big salad and, you know, it was okay. Pretty good. It was actually a pretty good salad. I made some homemade dressing. I made brownies, black bean brownies. It's like black beans, oats, maple syrup, and peanut butter or sunflower butter if you have an allergy. So I made some of that stuff and uh, I had a really good dinner, but I didn't eat till like 7, 30, 8 o'clock by the time, well, 8 o'clock by the time I got done with it all. So yeah, prepackaged meal would have been great. But you know, prepackaged meals have ultimately separated families and prevented them from spending more time together. You know, this is a process that is part of an ongoing deterioration of the family structure and the societal structure as well. And it's ongoing today, you know, and I'm not uh, seeing a, you know, I'm not seeing a prepackaged meal as something that can't bring a family together or, you know, especially if you have to work or go to school, you know, but there's, I just feel like there's just very few exceptions to that nowadays. And I think it's ideological more than it is practical. You know, a few of these ideas also factor in that cooking is an alchemical and ritualistic experience, something that grandmas have done with their grandchildren, fathers have done and mothers have done with their children and couples have done since man learned how to start a fire and probably before. You know, we shouldn't forget the individual in the cooking process either. You know, either the, the, you know, the individual that just wants to, you know, go and make some food like myself, I'll do it. doesn't matter if there's someone here or not. You know, all this progress has worked to separate us so much from each other and so much from our food, we don't even consider what we're consuming. We don't even consider whether it's food or not. Well, we don't even consider what other people are thinking, you know, or consider other people. We, we, you know, we can talk about genetic engineered, genetically engineered foods. We can talk about chemical usage. We can talk about paleo, gluten, vegan, etc., or any other diet of the week. But even those things are being overwritten by machines that want to do all the thinking for you. We're not supposed to think, especially about things we put in our body that power the physical structure as well as the emotional and spiritual centers. You know, man used to hunt, forage, and prepare foods as part of a necessity in life. And contrary to popular belief, especially about things like the paleo diet that suggests eating like a caveman, which only implies doesn't scientifically or historically or anthropologically demonstrate that man ate a lot of meat. Ancient man didn't have a lot of access to meat. If an animal was killed, it was likely shared with an entire tribe and lasted quite a bit of time. Ancient man ate a lot of plants. We don't know all the details about how ancient man lived, but that's not really the point anyway. As man lived in this ancient state, man eventually developed agricultural skills. He was very close to the food and the land. Now we're separated by both. Not only is our food contaminated, but our land is contaminated. Our minds are contaminated. Our culture is contaminated. The solution to these problems is, let's genetically alter. Let's patent. Let's control food. And do so while using unsustainable chemicals that destroy the soil and earth. But this is all called green somehow. An unsustainable process that's called sustainable and necessary. 
just more of those safe and effective magical words that are used and repeated like an incantation, and people repeat them, repeat them, repeat them until they believe them. It's magic. It's like an abracadabra. It's like a spell. It puts people into a hypnotic state. You know, the control of food is an enormous corporate power grab. So is the control over the climate, language, and virtually all major and minor narratives by corporations, banks, and billionaires. I think I said earlier that Amazon is a billion-dollar company. Amazon's actually a trillion-dollar company. And, and companies like Amazon make you think, or they intend to make you think, that they support these wonderful initiatives to save the world when their ultimate goal is to control it. Amazon's Climate Pledge Arena sponsorship is sponsoring the new normal. It's sponsoring what life is going to look like if Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum, and the UN get their way. You'll never show your face again. You'll never have bodily autonomy again. You'll have no right to speak. You'll have no right to do anything except consume, a right to consume, to obey, and to conform in a global corporate fascist autocracy or a fascist corptocracy. You know, they, they, they act like, well, we want to save the world. And, and maybe they do. They do want to save the world. It's just they want to save the world for themselves. It's like when the government says, we're really concerned about these UFOs. We think they might pose a, you know, a threat. Well, wonder if they don't pose a threat to us. What if they just pose a threat to the military? There's a huge difference. You know, it's about time that we get back to the food that we eat, how it's cooked and where it comes from, and the land that it's growing on, or the land that it's growing out of. It might be a good job and helpful to shop for somebody, you know, Instacart or something like that, and it might be convenient to have food delivered, but we need to be careful that we don't lose our families, communities, and ultimately our soul and humanity in the process of accepting this incremental progressivism of technological advancement. The rapid change in the last 10 years will likely result in a, an equal amount of change in the next five. And by 2030, you'll see an exponential doubling of the last 10 years and the next couple of years leading up to 2025 in technological development. And that will include food, food delivery, whether that's like a grub hub, a blue apron or misfits. Or maybe we'll just get to the point where we have the pill. It's just a Thanksgiving dinner in pill form. You take it like Jimmy Neutron and, you know, and it's got it's got everything in it that you need. And you just you 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 can you can taste everything. It, it's it's like uh, Willy Wonka and the the chocolate factory, the the remake with Johnny Depp. It's you know, it's got the whole dinner in it. You know, you can taste the gravy, you can taste the turkey, the cranberry sauce. Maybe they can even make it so you can taste the high fructose corn syrup in the Red 40. Maybe they can make it so you can, uh, you know, you can, maybe they could make it so you could actually taste the flavors of the food, like the green beans, without having to add all these, uh, you know, sludgy chemical oils and fake bacon bits. You know, most bacon bits are made out of soy. A lot of meat people don't know that. I used to eat bacon bits, didn't know it was soy. I thought it was meat. You know, I liked meat at one point. I didn't know it was soy. I actually didn't even, that's the one thing that I did not put in my food philosophy book 
That's something that my fiance taught me is that most bacon bits are soy. And when you go to the store and look them up, look at on look at on the shelf, turn that thing around, turn it around at your Thanksgiving dinner. Look at that thing that you're putting on your salad. It's, it's not actually meat. All the big, I love all the big muscle buff guys like, yeah, I eat bacon and this and that. And then it's like, you go to Subway, I eat the big meat sub. Well, actually, according to DNA tests, most of it's soy. <laughs> and most of the tuna isn't even tuna, according to a new lawsuit, uh, one that's been revamped. And, uh, you know, there's no wasabi in the foods, uh, the wasabi foods at 7-Eleven. There's another lawsuit on that. But, I mean, if you're going to 7-Eleven to get wasabi, I mean, what do you think you're going to get real, real wasabi? Are you kidding me? And it's, I mean, you would think bacon bits. They're actually bits of bacon dried, but it's not. It's, it's, it's like soy. So check that out the next time you're at the store. It's soy. You're not really eating bacon. You know, just if you want bacon bits, get 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 a real good cut of bacon. You know, go to a farm, freeze some stuff that lasts a while, cut it up, put it in a frying pan, a little bit of pepper, you know, you know, a little bit of, you know, maybe you like liquid smoke. I don't know. Put it in a do it, bake it yourself. Bacon bits, it isn't even real bacon. But you know, we we we've gone we've gone so far across the Rubicon and beyond that, you know, now we have, I saw this thing about turkeys, you know, the classical head of the table, head of the household, cutting the turkey. You know, my favorite movie of all time is Christmas Vacation. And I'll never forget where Chevy Chase, Griswold, he cuts into the turkey and it just, right, it opens up. And because she left it in too long, it, it got all dried out, but it looked good on the outside. You know, that's kind of how a lot of our food is, right? It just looks good on the outside, but on the inside, it's just it's just total. It's dried out. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's garbage. But you know, I just I think of like turkeys. You know, they're they're cutting turkeys now with robotic arms. If you see, it's just like a, a publicity stunt. But they're cutting turkeys with robotic arms. You know, so it's no longer someone at the head of the table cutting the turkey. You know, it's now a robotic arm cutting the turkey. And just what does that imply? What does that suggest? What does that show us that the future holds? I mean, I guess if you really want a a transhumanist Thanksgiving, just have like a soy turkey with 3D printed bones. That's that's a good idea. You know, throw in some Red 40 high fructose corn syrup cranberry sauce, a little aspartame in your tea, and you've got a robot turkey, my friend. Cornucopia of silicone. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. My food philosophy book is on sale until the 1st of December. It's only $12. Over 300 pages, free shipping in the United States. We do drop ship around the world. It's a little bit more around the world, though. It's like 15 bucks if we're shipping internationally. rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. It's Robot Turkey right here on The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. 
check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. (laughs) 
Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. It's probably Thanksgiving if you're in the United States listening to the show at this hour. If not, maybe you're listening in the archive at thesecretteachings.info www.thesecretteachings.info I always wonder how many people go back and listen to older shows or older Thanksgiving shows or Christmas shows or we have so many shows in the archive and uh, you know, it's like just a cornucopia of, of an archive. And my books are like that too. They're a cornucopia of information of data. My smallest book is called food philosophy. And this thing is over 300 pages. It covers everything from disease and environmental theory to geoengineering to my take, and it's kind of like a mockery because I don't buy it, but my take on a lot of different diet trends and, you know, just generalized health. And uh, a lot of the things we talk about on our food shows in these books, food colorings and deceptive company tactics and things like that. These books right now, I've got a bunch of them and I'm cleaning them out of my studio. They're brand new because I'm moving to Arizona in the beginning of December 2021, and I uh, wanted to get rid of these. I don't have to drag them across the country. I'd rather ship one to you, so I'm discounting them. They're $12, including shipping in the United States. And I'll tell you what, right here on air, this will be kind of cool. I've got a bunch of different little markers here. I've got a red marker. I'm going to sign this one with red marker. Sign this right now here on the show, and we'll, uh, we'll date it. For Thanksgiving, sign this Thanksgiving 2021. There you go. So whoever's going to get that book, Thanksgiving 2021, just signed it here on air. And then I've got another one here. We'll do this. We'll sign this one in blue. And uh, these are going to be $12, like I said, free shipping in the United States, even though shipping's like $4 now. And the book costs about the same, so I really, there's really not any money to be made on these. But it, it's just a little gimmick here on the show tonight. Thanksgiving. And this is big marker here, so excuse me for the big marker. There's blue, and then what? I don't know what we got. We got purple. We got green. How about a, how about a green signature? A green signature. We, like, we, we love the environment here, so this is my climate pledge signature. We'll put that in there. Thanksgiving. 2021. There we go. Those are three books that are signed. And uh, we're going to give those three books away. We've got a bunch of others that are $12. We're going to give these other books away tonight and tomorrow. The way that you can win one of these books is by emailing us and letting us know. 
something that you are thankful for, write it out, paragraph or so, and I'll pick the uh, the best three tonight and tomorrow, and I'll give you a free copy of one of these books, a free copy of one of these books. You just have to pay shipping. So that's that's my gimmick for tonight. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, and that is the book Food Philosophy. Tonight's show I decided to call Robot Turkey, and I came up with the name Robot Turkey and then Cornucopia of Silicone. I was thinking about a, you know, a Thanksgiving-themed show, something to do with food that isn't a typical food show. And I thought, you know, I had this article I found in a pile of articles when I was cleaning out my studio to pack up. And it was about Kroger, the grocery store, having, uh, you know, tested these, uh, these drones, uh, delivering packages, delivering food. And, you know, Kroger, who partnered with Drone Express, they want to not only deliver food to your door, they want to take food directly to your picnic. They want to take sunscreen directly to the beach where you're laying on the beach with a towel. They want to take condiments directly to your barbecue. I mean, maybe they'll even take condoms right to your bedroom window. Kroger wants to deliver it all. So does Amazon. Amazon has a patent for a floating airborne fulfillment center. 45,000 feet in the air, and little drones come out of it delivering packages. Amazon also has the Fresh Store and the Go Store that opened in 2020. The big Amazon Fresh Store that is going to open soon is also going to have no lines, no cashiers, and apparently no concern for humanity or no concern for refunds or customer service. Good luck getting your money back when they rip you off, and they will at these Amazon stores. Amazon's gone even further. You know, going back to 2014, they wanted to use algorithms and behavior patterns to ship you packages before you bought them, right? Remember that? It was a big story. We talked about all that on The Secret Teachings as well. And, you know, whether it's intentional or not, and a lot of it certainly is intentional, it separates humans from social interaction, and it separates us further and further from our food. You know, going back into the ancient days of mankind, man hunted and mostly foraged, and then man discovered agriculture, or maybe one of the, the, the Sitchin gods taught man agriculture, and out of agriculture, a lot of myths developed. And then from agriculture, we moved on to cash crops, and then genetic engineering, and now total global domination of the food supply, which can be curtailed at any time to create artificial scarcity, just like credit can be through the Federal Reserve. And this, of course, is controlling the food and controlling the people, as a famous globalist once said. And companies like Amazon want to deliver that food directly to your door, along with everything else. Companies like Kroger want to. In fact, Domino's even wants to deliver food to your door with an autonomous delivery system. And they use the Noid from the old TV commercials. So the older people remember, oh, look, the Noid. I used to avoid the Noid. I'd still like to avoid the Noid. Where can I go to avoid the Noid? Oh, an autonomous car delivering me pizza. Okay, I'll accept the new technology. It's pretty simple when you free your mind to realize what companies are doing with this type of propaganda and this type of advertising. It's all psychology. It's all misdirection. It's all magic. That's all that it is. Pattern recognition, behavior tracking. It's, it's, it's utilizing 
the human mind, which has already been conquered through organized chaos and propaganda, placing it into a further orderly set of functions that are accessible with images, sounds, and word magic. You know, a, a, a process, whether you go to the Amazon stores, or you get packages delivered by drone, that removes the human element. And all of this is part of what I call the Great Leap Forward Reset, a fundamental transformation of society being shoved down our throats, conducted in an artificial environment, planned and organized with every single detail, focusing the stream of our development and our progress into a reserve of social, political, economic, cultural, and global control. But it's not just the social interaction or even the humanity we lose. We lose our connection to sustenance. We lose our connection to food. We lose our connection to the earth. When we lose our connection to those things, we lose our connection to source. You know, at the moment, humans are still pushing the buttons. They're pulling the levers. And like a really annoying kid, or a kid who just needs a lot of attention. They're not necessarily annoying. I love my son. I'd like to have more kids. A parent just says, go watch TV. And that's what the big corporations, the big banks, the big investors, the big insurers, that's what they all do. They say, just go watch TV. Here's a new gadget. Here's a new gizmo. Here's a new fun toy. Makes life easier. Makes it more convenient. Makes it entertaining. And we think, well, technology works for us. So there's no danger. When, in fact, we're beginning to work more and more for technology. Yeah, a calculator will calculate, you know, something for you. Or you can write, like, what is it? Type in 9009. You get the word boob. Very mature. You know, that is the kind of thing that, that's, that's the epitome, really. I mean, that, when we're playing with our gadgets and gizmos, we might as well be just typing in boob. It's just a way to get us to shut up. And, and, and to not participate. That's all that it is. This contemporary progress of, of technological uh, transhumanistic replacement of organic reality is not uh, uh, you know, just in the minor example of package delivery or food delivery by drone. It's in the way that we already shop online. It's in instant grocery shopping where others do the work for us. It's in having food delivered to us you know, even by humans that's already prepared. I mean, these are okay. These are great services, though. So don't get me wrong there. You know, Blue Apron, Misfits, like this helps a lot of people. But, you know, these technologies, jobs, and services, you know, although they're beneficial, they're also part of the technological transition. Things that get us comfortable ultimately with having no humans. And whether it started with microwave TV dinners, you know, and microwaves in general and canned food, the idea of, of cooking being a hassle has been used as, a, as an argument and an advertisement from, you know, the, around the time toward the end of World War II up into the modern day. It's been perfected now that cooking is a hassle, that prepared foods are easier. They allow us to spend more time with our families. But do we ultimately do that? No. We spend less time with our families. We spend less time together. We spend less time with ourselves, even though... You know, we, we, we might be cooking. We spend less time with ourselves because of television, because of tablets, because of phones, because of computers. It, 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 all, this, all this contributes to the ongoing deterioration of the family structure and the societal structure. I'm not saying a prepackaged meal can't bring you together and save you time. It absolutely does. Last night, 
you know, I had the sh- I, I had prepared for the show. I had done the the promos. I I got everything set up to go. I was thinking about tonight and tomorrow, Thanksgiving. I was thinking about you know ha- having to make food. Luckily, my fiance Hope's going to make a lot of the food for us. That's plant based, no animal products. And then you know I had to sign a lease and read through a bunch of legal stuff for the new place that we're getting in Arizona. And I just I got to seven o'clock and I and I was thinking I wanted to go to a movie, and I realized it's seven o'clock. And I, I haven't even eaten yet. So, yeah, a prepackaged meal would have been great. You know, I'll eat a veggie burger. But, you know, I, I like to make, I end up making like black bean brownies and I made a big salad and it was really good. But I, I wish I'd have had that extra hour to just kind of relax. But, you know, a lot of these things that we, we consider to be, uh, you know, beneficial to us are actually harmful. Plus, cooking is an alchemical and ritualistic experience. It's something that's human. It's something that is that is important. All this progress has worked to separate us so much from our food that we don't consider what we're consuming. We don't even consider, is it even food? You know, we can talk about genetic engineering. We can talk about chemical usage, different diets. But all that's even being overridden by machines that do all the thinking for you. Because you're not supposed to think. You're not supposed to think. Machines are supposed to do the thinking for you and those that control the machines that control you do all the thinking. But because it's AI, the AI couldn't be wrong, right? Because it's a machine, the machine couldn't be wrong, right? Unless it's being programmed. Unless someone has an intention to use that machine to control you. You know, man used to hunt, forage, and prepare foods. Man moved on to having, you know, uh, agricultural skills, and now that's deteriorating to the point where, you know, 75, 100 years ago, you know, 90% of the population could be, you know, uh, could be aware of at least and, and, and knowledgeable on how to grow their own food. Now it's like, like, like 10% or less. You know, we don't really know all the details about how ancient man lived, and that's not the point anyway. But agricultural skills, hunting, foraging, man was much closer to food and land. Even if you have a garden, you grow the food yourself, fantastic. You know, I know a lot of people that grow food. Even if you just grow herbs in the window to see the process. You know, Hope and I did that with my son Fox. We had a little jar, and he grew sprouts in it, and he was excited. You know, he put the sprinkle, uh, the little sprinkles in a little sprinkle of, of seeds, and then it grew, and then he, he ate most of them. He loves sprouts. You know, and, and it's like humans have become so separated from food and land, there's no excitement anymore. You know, there's no excitement in life. There's no excitement in food except these hyper-processed, salted, sugared, fattened, oiled, ultra-hyper, super-duper processed foods. Our food's contaminated our land is contaminated, our water is contaminated, and the solution to these problems is let's genetically alter the food, let's patent that, let's control it, let's use unsustainable chemicals that destroy the soil and the earth and then call it green, call it sustainable, and call it necessary. I mean, that's akin to calling it safe and effective. The control of food is an enormous corporate power grab 
just like climate, just like language, just like every other major and minor narrative dominated by corporations, banks, and billionaires, by a fascist corptocracy. They make you think that the support of these wonderful things means that they are immune to doing anything wrong, that they're immune to doing anything immoral, anything bad. They say they want to save the world. And they're probably right. They're just as right as when the military says UFOs are a threat to national security. The assassination of JFK, those files, that's a threat to national security. Why? Because the military doesn't know how to deal with UFOs, probably. So it is a threat to national security by military standards. They're not necessarily a threat to you and I. Learning who really killed JFK, what led to JFK dying, is a threat to the national security structure that probably killed JFK, so it's a threat to them. It's not a threat to us, to you, to me. Big corporations, banks, billionaires, they make you think that they support these wonderful initiatives to save the world, and they're probably right to save the world for themselves. To control the world for themselves. It's about time we get back to the food that we eat, how it's cooked and where it comes from, and the land that it's growing on, and the process of preparing it in an alchemical, transformative ritual that we do every single day if we cook, especially with loved ones, friends, family, etc. You know, it might be a good job and a, and a helpful thing to shop for somebody, Instacart, and it might be convenient to have food delivered, Grubhub, Misfit, Blue Apron, but we need to be really, really careful. Really careful we don't lose our families, communities, ourselves, our soul, and our humanity in the process of accepting these incremental but increasingly rapid developments in the transhumanistic, technocratic, progressive world agenda. And there absolutely is an agenda, and it's not fully natural. There is natural progress, obviously. A majority of it is natural progress. It's the 5% that's exploited to advance a much larger agenda, which is an 100% operational. The rapid change in the last 10 years is going to result in that same amount of change happening in the next five. And then that same amount of change will happen to 2027 and 2030 exponentially more than 2010 and the year 2000. Exponentially. I saw this thing, you know, turkeys. They're cutting turkeys now with robot arms. And it's always just like some quirky, fun video, like a spot mini robot dog that they want to deliver packages, and they're like, we'll never put guns on them. And then they put a sniper rifle on the dog, and then it, it, it patrols military bases. And then, you know, they chase Mulder and Scully and the X-Files in a warehouse, just like Metalhead of Black Mirror. You don't think they got a tip-off? That's what's coming. And then here's the dog. And they always got a fun video. It's like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And the dog's just kind of hopping along like it's a German Shepherd or something. And you're like, no, that's a killer right there. They're going to put machine guns on that. They're going to put tasers on that. They're going to put razor blades on that. And they're going to put, you know, nets on that so they can capture people running away. And those things are a hell of a lot more advanced than that stupid dog walking up some steps at one of those tech shows to drop off a box. It's like, zzz, zzz, up the steps, zzz, zzz, 
lifts the package, slides it down, and everybody's like, oh, my God, it's so wonderful. Oh, my God. Yeah, go look at what that dog looked like before they stripped it to show you how harmless it was. This thing's got, like, bazookas on it. It's got radar on it. It's got heat sensors on it. It's tracking people down, chopping them into pieces. It's got that knife on it like Black Mirror, just rotating it in a circle. And the only way you can stop it is just covering it in paint so it can't see. But even then, it's got sensors that can still kind of come after you. You know, it sets off those little explosive devices and all the shrapnels. They're all tracking devices. And you have to cut it out of your skin to prevent the thing from tracking you. Yeah, that's what they've got on the robot dog. But they're like, let's take the bazookas off. You know, let's take the razor blades off. Look, it's harmless. It's delivering a package. Yeah, they have it moving at like 0.2% speed. Because when they put the bazookas back on it, you know, when they put the machine guns back on it, when they put the sniper rifle back on it, and you try to kick that thing, it's it's all over the place. Okay, it's running like a racehorse. It's outpacing a racehorse. All right, it's chasing down criminals and blowing their heads off. Okay, that's what the robot dog does. So sure, let it deliver you a package and think, oh, that's just my electric turkey cutter for Thanksgiving. Nothing to worry about. That was a lot. That was a lot to worry about. And then you got like robot arms cutting the turkey. That's fun, right? It's all just a big fun game. You know, if you don't want to have a transhumanist Thanksgiving, perhaps you uh, you should eat turkey. I mean, if, if, if you want to have a transhumanist Thanksgiving, you probably shouldn't eat turkey, though, because there's too many greenhouse gases involved. Even though 100 companies are responsible for over 80%, I think it's 70 to 82% of all greenhouse gas emissions. Just 100 companies. Do you know that? And those 100 companies want you to pay, according to Bank of America, $150 trillion to save the planet. That's $30 trillion more. That's $30 trillion, which is more than the U.S. debt. That's $30 trillion more than the biggest banks, investors, and insurers were even worth at the COP26 climate conference in Glasgow. Where's that money coming from? It's going to require a total financial, total global, total economic, total religious, total political revolution. It's going to require a replacement of the military power in Washington, the financial power in London, and the religious power in the Vatican. Plucking those horns and replacing it with the kingdom of the Antichrist, that little tiny horn that you read about in the Bible. You know, I'm not one of those people who doesn't eat meat because, you know, I uh, I care about green initiatives. I'm one of those people who doesn't eat meat, but I disagree with the climate change narratives and hysteria. I also recognize the usage of chemicals and pollutants in the environment. And although I don't eat meat, and I haven't for years, I don't like when you're told that you can't eat meat. I don't like that. I don't like when you're told you can't eat meat. You should be able to eat meat if you want to eat meat. You know, personally, I think people should cut back on the meat that they eat. I think people eat too much meat. And I think you eat too much meat for your own health. The saturated fat, the sodium, tell me chicken's healthier than red meat, sure. I think people should cut back on their meat. I think people should cut back on smoking and drinking. 
I think people should cut back on their recreational drugs, legal or otherwise. I think people should cut back on their candy consumption, their sugar, their salt, their fat, their oil, their saturated fat. I think people should cut back on a lot of things. But you know what? It's not my place to tell you what you can and can't eat. Someone one time said, you should run for like a mayor or like a congressman or something. You can maybe get a bill passed that bans soda and fast food. And it's like, no, I I wouldn't want to do that. I think food stamps... I think food stamps should, yes, bar you from purchasing things that are, you know, processed. I think it should only be used for produce under most circumstances or that most companies, you know, like Lay's and Doritos shouldn't be included. If we're just going to if we're going to restrict it, it should be companies that are cut out of it, uh, you know. But there's just so much politic to that. I just you, I'm not going to tell you what you can eat, but I don't think that you should be eating as much meat and, you know. There are certain things I, I, I might need to eat more of because I don't eat meat. The thing is, we need balance here. And, and I'm one of those weird people. I don't eat meat, but you know, at the same time, uh, I'm not down with the green initiatives. I'm not down with the, uh, the cancel culture. I'm not down with the uh, extinction rebellion and the birth strikers. I'm not down with Greta Thunberg, okay? I'm not down with Prince Charles and his military warlike footing. But I don't eat meat, you know? I believe in free speech. I believe in a right to assemble. I believe in a right to worship how you want to worship. You know, that right has been subverted. It's been hijacked because now we worship the Green Pledge initiatives. That's what we're thankful for. The little scraps that our so-called leaders throw us. Not family, not friends, not the food. We're not even connected to the food. We're thankful that gas prices might go down five cents for a day because of the oil reserves being released. We're thankful that, well, you know, at least I'm in a country where I can get my seventh booster shot. We're thankful for a lot of things, but I don't think it's what we should be thankful for. It's also just my opinion. Remember, food philosophy books are $12 until the 1st of December. I can autograph them if you'd like. I've got three books right here on my desk that I signed on air at the beginning of this segment. Thanksgiving 2021. I'm going to be giving those away. You pay shipping. That's all. You pay shipping. And this book is yours. Brand new, 300 plus pages. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please support our Escape from New York fundraiser. We are trying to escape next week. We've raised about three quarters of the money. We need about $350 more, roughly. Subscribe to the archive on the website. Buy another one of my books, Occult Arcana and the Technological Elixir. And email us if you have any questions at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, bringing you health, history, symbolism, and of course, black goo, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Release the curtain! Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. 
For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. Listen to The Rogue Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Topher. You can find my music at tophertown.com. And right now you're listening to The Secret Teachings by Ryan Gable. So I'm one of those people who doesn't eat meat, but I also disagree with climate change narratives and hysteria and all these climate pledges and struggle sessions. I've studied history. I know what this is all about. But I also recognize that chemicals and pollutants in the environment aren't a good thing. I don't want to pollute. 
I don't want to see chemicals used as a sustainable practice with genetically engineered foods as if that's supposed to save the world when some of the biggest banks and corporations and billionaires own all the farmland and they own all the patents on genetically engineered crops that are grown on the own farmland that are then turned into the fake products that mimic the real thing that they also own all the, you know, all the investments in. I just know that it's a scam. And although I don't eat meat and I haven't eaten meat for years, I don't like that you are told that you can't eat meat because you're a dirty human and there isn't enough space or food for you. I also don't eat dairy products, but I don't like the idea that you don't get to eat butter, milk, cheese, etc. I, I don't like people telling you that you don't get to eat meat, milk, cheese, butter. And every time I tell someone I don't eat meat, they ask me where I get my protein. I ask them where they get their fiber. They ask me, why don't you eat meat? Are you concerned for the environment? I'm actually concerned for the animals, first and foremost. The environment? Not necessarily. That doesn't mean I'm not concerned about the environment. I just think that our concern should be over synthetic chemicals and toxic waste, radioactive waste. I think our concern should be with supporting excess. But I'm also one of those people who am much more capitalist by definition. But as a capitalist, I write books. I produce a radio show. I put in a lot of hard work. I make it unique. I hope, I hope it's entertaining. You know, I hope it's kind of funny sometimes. But I do this because it's my passion. And then you buy a book. You subscribe to the archive, montages, the digital books, and or to Patreon for behind-the-scenes content, and that supports the show. And then we continue to provide you with the product, which is the show. You know, I did this show for like six years before we really became professional, five, six years, and, uh, you know, never, ever, ever had any funding. I just did it because I loved it. And when it developed into a product, then we started selling subscriptions and books, and I, I wrote these giant books, and they're just cornucopias of information. But I do it, and, I, and I, I spend, ask anybody who's ever been around me, I spend just copious amounts of time checking these books for grammar and adding new things to them when new information becomes available that can be expanded on. And, and these books are 300-plus pages, 500-plus pages, 500-plus. They're huge books, big books, all of them. And I hope that listeners like yourself can see that that's honest capitalism. I'm concerned about you as a community and as an individual, I want to provide you with the best quality product at the best price. And I also want to help those who have not necessarily financial, but time uh, and energy investments in allowing this show to air on networks like the Fringe FM. I, I want to produce something that is quality it helps myself, it helps, you know, a network, it helps you as a listener. I mean, my point is, not to pat myself on the back, my point is that that's capitalism. I'm, care, I'm caring about, you know, the, the shareholders. You know, I'm, I'm caring about my, myself last. <laughs> I'm caring about you and the community first and foremost and the environment. It, it, it's the customer, the community, the environment or the customer environment community, whatever order, and then it's the shareholders, and then it's myself. 
I mean, I stress myself out to the point of, of, of hyper-anxiety because I want the show to be good every night. And when I do a show, I don't think it's, it's that good, and I get people that email me that are like, that show was fantastic. I feel a little bit better, but I think, no, more, more, more. I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to research more. I need to find more connections, more parallels, more patterns. Like, it's one step, step one stage under obsession. It's, it's like, I'm, I'm passionate about this. And, and when listeners, when you support this show, we've had like, 14, 15 people donate to our Escape from New York fundraiser, $25, $50, $100, a few people donated. You know, that's huge because you're not getting a book out of it. You're not getting a subscription out of it. You're getting nothing except knowing that the show will be here, knowing that in the past when we've transitioned into a new studio, things got even better. And that's my intention now with the show moving to Arizona is to make the show even better. That's my intention. And, and, and as far as I'm concerned, that's real capitalism. And the reason I'm talking about capitalism all of a sudden is because I don't eat meat, I don't eat dairy, but I also don't think that we should shut down all the dairy farms and all the meat producers. I don't think that you should be told what meat you can eat and what meat you can't eat, or if you can eat meat at all. I don't think you should be told that you can't eat dairy. I think if you want butter and cheese and milk, get it. But you should be responsible about it. I think if you want meat, get it. But you should be responsible about it. That's all that I'm saying. And, and, and you know, I, I maintain a disgust for animal agriculture with the exception of some farms. But I'm also very aware of all these realities being exploited to advance global political systems of control that wants you to drink cockroach milk and eat insects like a peasant. And hey, you know what? Maybe maybe that will be the next Thanksgiving. Cockroach milk mashed potatoes. That sounds good. Maybe sprinkle in some grasshopper legs. You know, we'd have to mash those potatoes by hand, though, because we can't have electricity or gas, right? Maybe we can have a genetically modified soy turkey and we can print bones with a 3D printer. That'll be fun, right? I mean, you could eat the bones. I know they're plastic, but, you know, it's, it's not any different than eating the azodicarpidamide yoga mat plastic and the Subway bread. But, hey, they've rebranded, okay? They're fresh. They've got Stephen Curry and, and Tom Brady and that tennis player and, you know, Subway. It's a, it's a, re, it's a, it's a fresh revamp, whatever the hell they call it for marketing reasons. You know, they had to do, had to do that partially because uh, people were catching on to the tuna not being tuna, the chicken not being chicken. It was soy, just like bacon bits. Bacon bits are just most of them are soy. And maybe with the cockroach milk mashed potatoes with little insect legs sprinkled in for a little little crunch, like you know, bacon bits or some chives on your mashed potatoes. Maybe maybe we can have after we're done mashing them in candlelight, I don't even know what we can have. Can we even have candles? Let me ask the World Economic Forum. Can we even have candles because that, you know, creates smoke and that's a greenhouse gas too, I'm sure, that they they, they consider to be harmful. So, I mean, Klaus, am I allowed to have a candle? You know, am I even allowed to have mashed potatoes or do I have to eat them raw, right? So, you know, maybe we can have the turkey that's soy, with uh, 3D printed bones, we'll eat those just like the bread at Subway. 
And then we'll throw in a side of high fructose corn syrup, red 40 dyed cranberry sauce with a label on it that says not made with real cranberries. And you think, well, what is it? You ever seen the Grinch with Jim Carrey when they do the fudge contest and the pudding contest and or the it's like a taste test. And the guy and they're giving like this is fudge I made. Here's the fudge I made. And here's the fudge I made. And then this German guy comes up. He's like, this is not fudge. He's like, what is it? <laughs> what is it? That's what that's what your cranberry sauce is. And, you know, throw some aspartame directly into your tea. Stir it up. You know, just lick your finger. It's like that. Put it in the little aspartame bag. Mmm, that's good. Might as well just use real sugar. And let's not forget the high fructose corn syrup. Put a bunch of HFCS in it. Let's get some naturally flavored gravy that has no real ingredients in it, not even food. You do all this. You get the cockroach milk mashed potatoes mashed by hand because you can't have gas or electric. You got to mash it at noon because you can't have any candles burning either. I don't know how you're going to cook it, but if you can get them cooked, take them to a, a hydrothermal vent or something. Maybe we get some genetically modified soy with 3D printed bones. We make a fake turkey. We'll take some of that hydrolyzed vegetable protein crap that's like brown sludge. We'll put that on top to make it look like it's it's glazed. Throw in a side of Red 40 High Fructose Corn Syrup Cranberry Sauce, made with no cranberries, of course. Aspartame sweet tea with HFCS added for a little extra sweetness. Some naturally flavored gravy and a pumpkin spice pie, like the pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks that don't actually have pumpkin spice in them or pumpkin. And you've got yourself, folks, a new world order Thanksgiving, a new normal Thanksgiving. And it's all thanks to the cornucopia of silicone and the robot turkey. The robot turkey, that is the image, the emblem of bringing all the conveniences, all the wonderful prepackaged, prepared foods right to your front door to make your life easier. So that you have more time to do things like go on a date. Well, you can't do that because that's sexist. Unless you want to go on a a date with someone your own sex, then that's okay, I guess. You have more time to do things like spend time with your family, but you can't do that because you're part of Black Lives Matter and you believe in destroying the family and further separating black communities that are already decimated from having fathers out of the home. But, you know, you don't know that because you live in white suburbia and you're part of Antifa that's comprised of virtually 90% white people, 95%, almost 100%, virtually all white people that are upper middle class and a huge percentage of college professors because, you know, it's, it's Maoist Confucius Institute ideology here, folks. So, you know, maybe you'd have more time if you had this food delivered to do other things. Like what else could you do with all this free time? You could, you could read. You could learn something. Well, no, we can't do that either because reading is it's offensive. Why? Why is it offensive? Well, because what happens when you read is that other people don't have access to the book, so really you're committing a macroaggression, not a microaggression, a macroaggression. You can't read because some people don't know how to read. So rather than teaching them how to read and helping them learn how to read, you're just not allowed to read anymore. So what else could you do with your free time here? Huh. Could do a lot of things. We could cook something, you know, with that food that was that was delivered. You know, maybe we can take some of the ingredients 
from the food that was delivered from the grocery store. It's not a prepackaged meal, so we could cook it, you know? We, we could actually cook it. Or we could just let it rot in the box and go down to go down to get another box at, you know, Jack's place. And, you know, Jack, Jack from Jack in the Box is so embarrassed to even show his face, he just wears this, you know, hood over his head, right? He's got this, this hat over his head because he's just embarrassed, you know? And then you've got uh, some other options. I guess you could, well, you, you, you could, like, you could clean up your house and be responsible and clean house, clean mind, clean room, clean mind. But if you do that, when you're clean, and especially if you're educated, the UN considers that a threat to global security if you're educated. So they, they don't want you to learn to read. They don't want you to be responsible. You could just, you know, all that free time from the food deliveries, you could invent something, but you can't invent something because uh, that takes skill, that takes thought, that takes, takes concentration, that takes inspiration. You're surely not going to get that in any kind of media that you listen to that's mainstream and probably half or more of alternative and independent media. You're not going to get that in Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney Plus, or any of the other streaming services because all that's manufactured Chinese propaganda and garbage. And what's not Chinese propaganda and garbage is just good old standard American propaganda and garbage. And the few shows and the few actors and actresses that don't think that way, they get blackballed and blacklisted from Hollywood and all the other production companies, and you don't get to hear what they have to say anymore. So I guess really just sit on the couch and watch the news, sit on the couch and just, just, just watch, you know, watch your friend play a video game. Don't talk to your significant other. Don't spend time with your family because these are really the best ways that we can create equality and inclusiveness. These are the best ways that we can create a sustainable world. You know, I, I'm being incredibly sarcastic and I'm not reading a script. This is just all off the top of my head. But, you know, this this is really the reality that we're looking at here. I mean, it might be a hyperbolic example of reality, but this is the reality that we're we're dealing with. You know, when you lose little simple things like that, you lose the little simple niceties of 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 communication in person, of customer service without a robot or AI or algorithm, ordering something, trying it on, you know, at a store, but then ordering it online and, and being able to return it without having to pay restocking fees and all this crap that you can't get the company to override. I mean, you, you can usually get companies to, to, to get rid of those fees. You just have to call and argue. But who wants to call and argue? Because you don't have time to argue over a $3 fee. You've got other stuff to do. You've got video games to play, beer to drink, cigarettes to smoke. We've got other things to do. You know, we don't have time to be responsible. We don't have time to think. We don't have time. Machines, therefore, should do it all for us, and that's what's being implied. You know, free speech is dangerous. Self-defense is dangerous. You could hurt somebody. Yeah, that's the point, because someone's attacking you. That's why it's self-defense, moron. Free speech is harmful. Really, it's harmful. Well, guess what? I'm offended, and I am harmed by you making that statement. So it cancels out. I'm going to retain my free speech, which means you also get free speech, just don't use it to get rid of my free speech because then I'm going to act out in self-defense. And, you know, you, you don't like self-defense, so I'd uh, suggest that you don't try to take away my free speech or my right to self-defense or my right to religious freedom or my right to gather or my right to privacy or my right to be a human being or my right to be aware of, 
be be informed of what's in my food. You know, not not being lied to. I I I have a lot of rights that I don't need a constitution to enshrine. But that constitution is there not to tell you how to live. That constitution, that republic, is there to preserve those things against tyrannical authoritarian governments, especially when we have a new breed of authoritarian government that is a global authoritarian technocratic medical technocracy. Let's call it a technocracy because that's what it is. It's a global fascist corporate medical technocracy. A global fascist medical corporate technocracy. Whatever order of words you want to put in front of it. Call it fascist. Call it communist. That's what it is. And that new system of government, boy, oh boy, they'd like you to eat the cockroach milk mashed potatoes. They'd like you to eat the tofu soy turkey. I just, I just think, you know, like V for Vendetta. In, in, in 50 years, maybe, or 20 years, maybe, there's just some, some, somebody sitting down at a table around Thanksgiving. And they're like, Oh my God, is this a real turkey? I haven't had real turkey since I was a little girl, a little boy. Where, where did you get the turkey? And some masked vigilante turns around and says, I got it from a supply train on its way to Beijing. I got it from a supply train on its way to Washington, D.C. You, you robbed the Antichrist's train? You know, you took something from the Antichrist's train because that's where we're going, folks. That's where we're going. And we're not going there maybe someday. We're not going there maybe in a couple of years. We're going there right now. And the technological elixir is what they offer us. Just drink this elixir. You will live forever in pleasure and ecstasy. Isn't that kind of what the serpent told Eve in the garden? I argued this in my book, The Technological Elixir. That's the name of the book. Isn't that what the serpent told Eve in the garden? You will be all-knowing, all-powerful, just like God. You will be able to live forever, change your genes. You will be a superhero, like all those kids who took the COVID-19 shot. You'll be a superhero. But it doesn't make you a superhero, does it? And it surely doesn't extend your life indefinitely. It does extend your soul's suffering. It extends your spirit's suffering. It works to extend your physical life by extending your spiritual death. And that is a very terrifying thing, but also a very humbling thing to recognize. I've said that on The Secret Teachings before. I've said that in my book, The Technological Elixir, before. I've said it on a number of shows with my friend Clyde Lewis in the last couple of months. We've done a number of shows, I think two or three of them, just one last week. And I said it on that show as well, that when you have extended physical pleasure and life, it's artificial. But it's a very real and organic form of extended spiritual suffering and death. And people are just waiting. They're going to hook us up to computers. Woohoo! Yeah! They already hooked you up to the computer. 
They gave you the wearable devices and the fusible devices and the implantable devices, and now they're just talking about replacing organic life with synthetic life. And they got to remove little traditions first, like Thanksgiving. Can't have Thanksgiving. Everybody acts like it's just in the United States. You know, people give thanks around the world for different reasons at different times of the year. Giving thanks is just a tradition that people do culturally. To say, let's get rid of Thanksgiving and replace it is not to say, let's get rid of some pilgrim Indian Thanksgiving, some romanticized image, which admittedly isn't accurate. It's a historical meme. It's a mythology. It's to say, let's get rid of culture. Let's get rid of society. Let's replace it with something else. Let's get rid of the thing that holds everything together. Family, friends, relationships. Let's get rid of all that. Let's replace it with something else. And people are so naive that they think, okay, I'll hear you out. What do you want to replace it with? Do you know what they want to replace it with? If you said cockroach milk and soy turkey with 3D printed bones, you're wrong. That is just the initial stage to get you to accept that you are a dirty human. So that you accept your dehumanization. You accept being degraded. You accept being less than human. You accept being replaced. You accept your children and your family being replaced, even just as concepts. I mean, this isn't coming. It's here. It was here yesterday and last week. It's the new reality that we live in. Yeah, they, you know, I make jokes. Red, red 40, high fructose corn syrup, cranberry sauce without cranberries. That's, that's a thing now that exists on the shelf. That's not because of the new world order or globalism or, you know, it's just corporations that want to make more money and they want to play on your, your sugary fix and, you know, the color of it so it's more appealing. And, and they're just overriding and hijacking the senses. And that's all technology has done. It's overridden and hijacked the senses. And it's done intentionally. iPads, TVs, cell phones, black mirrors that we call computer screens and everything in between. Extending the physical life without any of this culture, without any of these, these things that we give thanks for, without family, friends, without uh, you know, listeners like you. What do you have in a life like that? What do you have in a world like that? You have a flat-lined consciousness. And every once in a while, there's a little beep, beep, beep. Just enough life to keep the body going, but nobody's home. And what do you think they want to do with that little beep every couple of days? They want to use it to power their synthetic digital reality. That is the cornucopia of microchips. That is the robot turkey. Thank you so much for listening to tonight's broadcast. I hope that you have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow. I hope that you give thanks for a lot more than the standard things. And I hope that you check out the origin of Thanksgiving, the origin of the traditions. Thanksgiving didn't just happen in the 1600s. There were literally endless forms of thanksgiving here in North America and in other parts of the world. Cultures around the world, countries around the world give thanks for different reasons. 
getting rid of Thanksgiving isn't about the United States. It's about giving rid, getting rid of culture, getting rid of just anything that is, that is human. I have a section in my book, Occult Arcana, with everything you need to know about holidays or holy days. It's just a small section of a much larger book. You can get that book and the Technological Elixir, massive books, at thesecretteachings.info. Physical copies, autographed if you'd like, and digital copies. You can also get a copy of my book, Food Philosophy, on the website. You get a free copy of any of these books when you subscribe to the archive for one year. It's free shipping in the United States. You get access to all the shows like this one tonight, all the montages, and you also get digital copies of all the books. So you get access to the archive, the montages, uh, montage. You get you get a copy of Food Philosophy, a copy of Occult Arcana, a copy of the Technological Elixir, and you get digital copies of that book and the other books as part of your yearly subscription. If you go to Patreon, you get the same thing, plus you get behind-the-scenes content. These are some of the ways that I'm trying to give you something and we're succeeding in giving you a product that is useful and practical. That is, people have told me you know, the things that they've read in my books. It's, it's helped them to expand their, their, their awareness. Not some spiritual New Age thing, but it's helped them to, to expand their, 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 their awareness. And I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful for that. And for those of you who have a little extra income and you really enjoy this show and you've got $5 to lay down for our Escape from New York fundraiser, I'd very much be thankful for that as well, just like I've been thankful to all the people who have already donated a few dollars. We've made about 600 or so dollars out of 1000 We're trying to raise that to move the studio to Arizona. We already have everything ready to go, so got to finish packing up and uh, getting down there by the end of next week into uh, you know a week after this coming Monday. I'm really excited about it. Thank you all for supporting The Secret Teachings. Thanks for listening to not only The Secret Teachings, but The Fringe FM for those of you who enjoy myself on other shows, if you like me on other shows, there's plenty of them. We do a lot of shows with Ground Zero, so check those shows out as well. There's a lot of great content in those shows on Ground Zero. And, you know, Joe Roop and I need to get together. If, Joe, you're listening, we need to do a show pretty soon on Lighting the Void. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we will talk to you on the next broadcast. If you want a copy of one of these three food philosophy books I have, email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. Write a paragraph and tell me what you're thankful for. doesn't have to necessarily be about the show, but just in general. Someone's going to win a copy of one of these books, another one, and another one. We got three. You just pay shipping. It's like 4 or $5. rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay with the Fringe FM. And we'll be back tomorrow, Thanksgiving night, with another new episode. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings. But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.